0: Hey, you guys, it's definitely been a minute. Welcome back to my podcast. Beautiful butterfly, Bernadette Tarot. Glad to be back. I've been going through some things. That's why I haven't been really keeping up with my podcast. But now I have the time. This is going to be episode four. Um, and where I left off would be, I mentioned in my last podcast that we would speak about <laughs> what happened with my mother and her passing Um, Just want to say rest in peace to Yvonne Ortiz Bunch That was my mother She just had her birthday on the 9th of February So it's only right to go ahead and start this podcast in memory and dedication to her I'm in a better space So I can actually say this story without breaking down and crying So Let's get started. I hope that you guys are well. Um, Wish you all lots of love, light, and plenty of blessings. So let's dive in. So about November of 2006, I was going to school for medical assisting. This was almost almost 11 months after my father passed away. So, I was going to school for medical assisting. All of a sudden, I started getting this feeling of anxiousness, feeling nervous, shaking. My hands were just trembling. And I knew at that particular time that something was going to happen. Um, Something bad was going to happen. I, I just didn't know what and who it was going to happen to. So... I would get, excuse me, if you hear that noise in the background, you hear my TV and you hear this cat getting ready to cough his lungs out. A, my apologies. I'm trying to make sure that he's okay. I got him. So, um, anywho, I would get up and go to school. My boyfriend at the time would take me and we would get halfway there and I'd be like, let's go back to your house. We would get to the door and I would be like, let's go back to your house. And he was like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I can't put my finger on it. But it's this feeling that I'm getting. I'm feeling anxious. I can't concentrate. I guess you can say I was having anxiety um, attacks as well as panic attacks as well because my heart was racing. But I couldn't, again, put my finger on it. I didn't know what was going. I didn't know when was when. I didn't know when. It was going to happen, and like I mentioned before, I didn't know who it was going to happen to. All I knew, something was not right, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I mean, that's the only best way I can describe it. So, I remember one day, I spent the night at my then-boyfriend's place. Um... I actually, no, I didn't spend the night. I actually went to his house and ended up going to school. So, I went up going home. And I was in my, like, 30s. I think 30s. No, 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 late 20s, late 20s. So, um, I went ahead and um, he ended up, it was time for him to bring me home because he had to get ready for work because he was working like overnight. So he was bringing me home, it was pouring raining. It was pouring, it was raining cats and dogs. So I came home and one of my homies, um, one of my friends at the time came over, you know, he wanted to come spend a night and we really didn't have much to eat. Um, And I remember my mom telling me, like, I really don't want your friend come to spend over because we don't have much to eat. But then she was like, no, tell him he can come over. I think we have some pizza and stuff. So I remember we were all sitting in the living room just chilling. I remember my mom going into her bedroom. She went in there to go get a pack of cigarettes. She went into the bedroom, got her pack of cigarettes, came out. And my mom was already pale. She was pale, pale white, pale white. For a Puerto Rican woman, she was really pale. So when she came out of the bedroom, she had this look on her face. And I think at this point she knew, but didn't make it aware to us something was going to happen. And we're like, what happened? What's wrong? And she's like, I just seen your father's face levitating in the bedroom. Now, we didn't, we, we, we let it sink in a little bit, like, oh, he's coming to say hi, but had I would have paid more attention into it, read more into it, I would have known then that he was coming to take her. Now, you're probably wondering, like, take her? What does she mean that by that? Let me tell you why. Apparently, my mom had been having a headache, a migraine headache for, like, two weeks. My mom was diagnosed with diabetes and she had high blood pressure but at this particular time in her life things were getting better her numbers were her her blood pressure was becoming normal her diabetes was becoming normal she just had this migraine headache so we all go to bed and we all went to sleep my mom Went to bed, never went to sleep. The fact that she seen my father face levitating levitating in her bedroom shook her to the core. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you what that means in a minute. So, when the kids, my niece and nephew, got up to get ready to go to school, my mom had been up the whole night. So, my niece, my nephew, they're getting ready for school. From what I understood, what was told to me, because I was in a bed sleep, my mom fell off the bed. Her body was by the door, so she kind of like closed the door, bedroom door, and my niece and my nephew were trying to get in there. So, I woke up to my my sister, my niece saying, can you help us open the bedroom door? We can't get Yvonne, which was my mother's name. We can't get her to get up. So I immediately jumped up, went into the room. And I'm going to say that if I say this slowly, if I say it slow or if you because I'm trying to prevent myself from crying so and I said that I wasn't going to cry but when you're seeing this first hand it takes a toll on you you can't believe that it's happening so my mom was close to the door we finally opened the door enough for my niece to get in my niece got in pulled her legs down away from the door my mom started to pee on herself so luckily i you know was going to school for medical assisting so i was learning um how to do cpr So I get on top of my mom. Well, I got next to her, on the side of her. I start to proceed in doing CPR. This woman, and I swear to God, she grabbed my hand away from her chest. She grabbed my hands away from her chest. And I was like, oh, my God, don't tell me she's just sleeping. You know, she's just sleeping because she literally pulled my hand away from her chest. So I didn't have to perform CPR. So I tell my nieces and nephew, I'm like, call the ambulance, call them, whatever. So they get there. We're telling them what happened. We're saying that she's not coming to. We said that she had high blood pressure. She had uh, diabetes. They asked when was the last medication. We were like, she was actually out of her medication. She was supposed to be picking her her medication either that day or within a few days. You know, my mom had to pay for her medication out of pocket. Pretty expensive. So she didn't have the funds to get it when they, it were due. So she she hoped that um, she you know held on and. Not to mention, she had got into an argument with the landlord, so that kind of kicked the migraine in, but you'll know that it wasn't really the migraine. So what ended up happening was she um the doctor the uh the ambulance is like we're going to go ahead and give her medication for her blood pressure and her diabetes we're going to take her to the hospital and i can't remember what name of the hospital i can't remember what the hospital we took her to but we go ahead we go ahead and we follow we get there and they took her in and they're like, we gave her medication. She's not coming too. We stabilized her sugar. We stabilized her blood pressure. But something must be going on in the brain. We're going to look. We're going to do a CAT, cat scan. We're going to see what's going on. So the guy that spent with my friend that spent the night with me, he ended up leaving. So I was at the hospital by myself because he had to go to work. Then my boyfriend got there. So we're sitting there waiting. So then they come out. They're like, Your mom has a massive hemorrhage, Uh, not a hemorrhage, I'm sorry, an aneurysm. We're going to go in and remove it. Okay, okay, you know, it's pretty big or whatever. So we've waited there a couple of hours couple of hours and then they came back they're like we removed it we're just waiting on that side of the brain uh swelling to go down she'll be okay you know you guys can go see her blah 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 blah." so me and my boyfriend at the time we go ahead and we look at her we're like okay 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 right so we go home we tell the family my niece is a nephew, telling my grandparents, we're talking about it. We're like, okay, she's going to come out of it and everything. So we were trying to, at that point, I was trying to, you know, figure out how life is going to, how our life will forever change and how it was going to be without her. Being that we just went through this 11 months prior, right? So anyway, we were trying to relax, have a good time. And I remember my sister telling me one night that we went to go see my mother, that she had a dream that my father came to her and told her that he was there to take my mother home. And we were like, wow. So he kind of made it easier for me to have this conversation with my younger sister. And, um... I remember we, um, we went outside to walk the dogs, because we had two dogs, and my sister told me that she had the dream, so I said, well, I'm going to ask you something, I said, in the event that Yvonne, our mother, doesn't get any better, she ends up passing away, you know, she said, I said, are you going to be okay? And my sister said She said, Berna As long as you're here She said She said As long as you're here We're going to be okay We're going to be okay and I said, yeah, you know, we're going to be okay. I just need to know that you'll be okay because my sister was like the my mom's right hand, you know, helping her with everything. So, that's all she knew, my sister. all oh, that's all she knew. All she knew was my mother. So... We had that discussion, and I remember we got back into the house and we watched a little bit of TV and we went to bed. And this particular time, my guy was there. And I'll never forget the time it was when my sister came to the bedroom door and she said, Berna, um, the hospital was on the phone. They want to talk to you about Yvonne and I jumped up I got the phone and I said hello and they're like you need to get down here to the hospital it doesn't look like your mom is going to make it you may have to come by come and say goodbye so I said okay I'm on my way I told my boyfriend at the time I said we got to go to the hospital my niece at the time said I'm gonna come with you so my nephew stayed with my sister so I said okay let's go and you know Got in the car. It was really, really cold. This is December 2nd. Got the call at 6.34 a.m. December 2nd, 2006. 6.34 in the morning. And. uh, We went ahead. We got there. And it was almost like the same thing that happened with my father. As soon as we walked into the hospital, we heard cold blue. And I looked at my, my guy, I looked at my niece, and I'm like, That's Yvonne. So we get to the room and her machines are going crazy and her heart was beating at ten um, ten minutes per minute ten beats per minute. I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. Her heart was beating 10 10 beats per minute. So, but during this time that she was in the hospital, my mother didn't try to wake up, didn't try to speak, didn't make any movements, no anything, right? So when we got to the room, the nurse, the doctor is like, do you want us to resuscitate her? Because if you want us to do it, we have to do it now. And I'm like, no. And she's, like, asking me questions, like, why not? I'm, like, because she's not fighting to be here. So, at this whole time, I'm in my mom's ear. While the doctor is talking to me, I'm talking to the doctor. I'm trying to have a conversation with my mom. I'm looking at my boyfriend at the time. I'm looking at my niece. They're bawling. And I'm in my mom's ear. And I'm, like, hey, it's okay for you to go. I know you want to be with John, which was my dad. Um... You're not fighting to be here. It's we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay here. And I promise you, like, the second I said that, my mom let go of a tear from her right eye. And I knew she heard me. And it was like... At that particular time, the doctor was like, so where's your father? Where's where's your husband? You know, like, where's your father? Where's her husband? And I'm looking at the ceiling, and they're looking at me. I'm like, he passed away 11 months ago. And then they gave me a look like, oh, like, we get it. Like, we get it. So <clears throat> I went ahead, told them that. My mom' heart dropped, it stopped, and that was it. So we look, we're bawling, we're crying, I call my sister, I said she's gone, call my grandparents, call the grandparents, let everybody know that Yvonne passed away, I went to the telephone, called all my friends, and I told them, I'm like, you know, Yvonne passed away and everything, and we were just bawling, so... Well, you know, when someone passed away in the hospital, they ask you to leave so they can kind of clean them up, take off the machines and everything so you can go back and see them one last time before, you know, the, the they go and take them to the morgue or take them to the funeral home of your choice or what have you. But I remember when it was time for us to go back, she was just all in white. The That light that they put over the bed, and it was beautiful. It was real pretty. Like, she didn't look like... She was in any pain she she really honestly looked like she was sleeping like she really um she really, really looked like she was sleeping, so we get home we me and my sisters we didn't have a job um the only income that the only one that was bringing the income in was my mom. We had to figure out how we were going to. You know, because she didn't want a funeral. She wanted to be cremated. We had to call around, make calls, make the, you know, get the money. We didn't know how we were going to get the money. But something told me, something told me, check her debit card. We checked her debit card. And for some odd reason, my mom had... I want to say close to $5,000 in her account. So we, you know, anytime a person die, that goes into the system. So they kind of like put a hold or a stop on your social. So we had to go to the um, the bank and just withdraw the money out. That's how we withdraw the money out. And we were able to pay for the cremation and everything. But yeah, that's how that happened. Um, really, really crazy, you know. Um, was a, a devastating hit to the family. You know, you go ahead and you go through the loss of one parent, which was my, my father. And then, like, three months later was my aunt. And then within 11 months of all that time, it was my mom. So that was where we were at. Then we had to start, like... um finding a way to get custody of my nieces and nephew because my mom had custody of my of my nieces and nephews. So once they passed, we had to get into contact with um, the Cradle, which is a, a company service here that provides you, help you with getting um, adoption, you know, connect you with getting, you know, or helping you out with adoption. So we went through all of that. But, yeah, we went through that. And we, so... <sighs> I guess, and that's when I started hearing the terminology about, oh, your mom broke, you know, died from a broken heart. But my mom never told us. Like, I knew deep down inside that I would look at her. Like, I would look at my mom when she wasn't really paying attention to us looking at her. I would look at her, and I, even though she wouldn't tell us that she was unhappy because. You know, my father was wasn't there but we knew she just wasn't. Like she 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 hid it very well. But you know, when you're an empath you can feel and sense and see, you know, so I kinda knew she was just just living to be living. But I think that up into that very day that she seen my father's head level to levitating was So real to her because she knew that was His way of bringing her home So Yeah Yeah Makes you, you know, makes you Look at things Differently You know, I just don't understand like Why wouldn't a person jump into spirituality And And doing that You know what I mean, like being able to connect with your loved ones on that level i can still connect with them um they've shown up in my dreams they've sent me visions they show me they 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 show me that they're here they're around you know it's just i don't i'm hoping still my mission is to connect the spirit world with the earth world or the spirit spirits um spirit world yeah to the earth world realm you know that just that's my focus that'd be so dope but yeah that's what happened you know that's what happened so I hope that you guys were able to enjoy this I'm not gonna make it usually I try to keep my podcast at like 30 minutes so we're at about 24 for now but i just want to go ahead and give you some updates as to what we are going to move forward in doing with the podcast um we're going to talk about some other things i'm going to work on the um fifth and sixth podcast this week um, but I might do it all under one. I'm thinking about it. i not I'll just keep doing it one after another. Um, but I'm not going to keep you guys. I hope that you guys enjoyed my podcast. I hope that you know, you guys can feel where I'm coming from. I hope I'm being detailed enough. Um, again, I want to thank you all for being there, listening. I appreciate you all, love you all, wishing you all again lots of love, light, and plenty of blessings. Until next time, peace. Peace.